After spending months trying to trade wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, go, the Arizona go. Cardinals decided to... He's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He's the guy in their offense that changes everything. Oh, a one-handed touchdown catch! Come on, y'all! Hello, everyone, and welcome to NFL Live. I'm Dan Graziano, and I'm joined today by Rob Ninkovich here in studio in Bristol. But that's not all. We've got Diana Rossini. We've got Mike Tannenbaum. We have lots to talk about in the NFL. We're going to get into the 49ers' plan at quarterback. We're going to update you on Saquon Barkley's situation later in the show. But we start right there with DeAndre Hopkins, still a free agent after being released by the Cardinals last month. Hopkins traveled to Tennessee and New England for in-person visits last week, but he has yet to sign anywhere. He is on Twitter, however, and he's got this message. Uh, this was yesterday. He tweeted, whoever's in my future wide receiver group, I promise I will make your job easy. So that sounds like a lot of fun. Diana, what more can you tell us about where things stand with DeAndre Hopkins free agency? Yeah, his sales job continues, right? Trying to get more teams interest him in him at this point. Because right now, we know there's only two teams that have had DeAndre Hopkins come to their facility, of course, that being the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots. And I was told by sources close to the situation that Hopkins is going over some of those offers from both those teams, the Titans and the Patriots. He's mulling over and trying to come up with a, with a decision with what he wants to do. And I was told... To be very patient here, this isn't something that's going to go down in the next 24, 48 hours. That is going to take some time for DeAndre Hopkins to come up with his final decision on where he wants to play. Yeah, mini camps are over. Training camps more than a month away. There isn't even anywhere for him to go if he does sign uh, at this point. So no rush there. Uh, Mike T, you know, all your front office experience, more than two decades in the NFL. Uh, what would your pitch be if you were trying to sign DeAndre Hopkins right now? Dan, what I would say is, like, look, Arizona let you go late in the process. This is an investment. Come to us, come to our scheme, because while you may not get what you want economically short term, we will position you for that payday long term. And look, he knows the offensive coordinator in New England. He, he was Bill O'Brien, who was his coach uh, in Houston uh, earlier in his career. Uh, speaking of earlier in his career, Hopkins has been an incredibly productive player in spite of really a, a QB carousel that he dealt with early in his career. Uh, you, you take a look here. He also has reeled in his fair share of highlight catches. When I think about him, I think about those toe-tapping catches uh, along the sideline, and there's good reason for that. Since ESPN began, began tracking those kinds of catches back in 2017, Hopkins leads all NFL players over that span in catches and yards on toe-tapping catches. I, I think mm. it must be a lot of fun to research the toe-tapping catches. Uh, I, I think yeah. I would like to go through the tape and, sure and watch be, all the toe-tapping catches. That'd be great. I don't know about that. But Which would, no, I think it would be you fun. You would that's like that. That's exciting. It's an exciting you're, play. You're on the computer that's a lot, That's not what though. we're supposed okay. to be talking about. Who's the, the best fit? Where's, where's the best fit for him? Uh, I think the Patriots would be a great fit. And and listen, I know a couple weeks ago people were saying, you're crazy, the, the Bill issue, Billy O, 
they don't they don't get along well he went and took a visit so I think you could put that to bed they probably have their differences talked about it now that's over with Billy O knows exactly how to use D hop and you have to understand having a Hall of Fame head coach having a young quarterback the Patriots have a lot to offer D hop he's already made a lot of money so at this point right now you go to a team nobody's talking about the Patriots everyone thinks they're going to finish last in the division I don't think so they're going to be very tough on defense offensively they have a great running game their offensive line is going to be tough and physical they need a go-to guy on the outside so Mac Jones can throw to a person that has the toe touching ability the toe tap toe the tap. range that he has toe tap yeah so I do believe that that would be a great too. fit and yeah. then you have two co two bills the OC and the head coach that would be able to manage at this age D hop how does he practice how does he prepare mm. I don't think they have to worry about that I actually agree with Nico for a little bit different reasons, guys. If D-Hop is in New England, he's going to create production for everybody else, irregardless of all his toe touching. And here's why. The opposing coordinator is going to say, hey, we got to take him out of the game. We're going to double him. Now, all of a sudden, guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Kosecki, Hunter Henry, they become a lot more productive. So not only does DeAndre Hopkins come in and immediately make them better as his own player, I think he just makes this offense a lot better and boy you go back a year ago and add in Bill O'Brien and Mike Isecki and everybody else they are a million times better on offense with DeAndre Hopkins and everything else and it makes the AFC East even that much more competitive. 853 career receptions for DeAndre Hopkins that's the mm. fourth most any player has ever had in his first 10 NFL seasons so an incredibly productive player another incredibly productive player uh, running back Dalvin Cook also a free agent he was released by the Minnesota Vikings earlier this month earlier this week he joined the Adam Schefter podcast to talk about what he is looking for in his next team take a listen I'm looking for that value of Dalvin Cook, man. If I walk into a situation, there's going to be a situation where I can help somebody go go take that next step of trying to go get the Lombardi Trophy. That's all I got my mind on. You know, the, the money part is going to come. That's my agent part. Me, Dalvin Cook, I'm looking for somebody that's ready to go win. You know, I could be the piece to go help somebody turn the, turn the page to go to go win and, and turn the franchise to go, go get a Lombardi Trophy. That's all I want. I want to go hold that trophy up, kiss it one time, and, you know, just enjoy my family. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm looking for right now. All right, that's what he's looking for. Diana, what are you hearing on Dalvin Cook's free agency? Well, the Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets, just two of many teams that are doing some homework on this. And from Dalvin Cook's side of all this, and, you know, he's pretty open there saying that, you know, he just wants to go out there, be productive, the money will come. That's the agent's job. And it's the agent's job to be really smart with the business side of this, right? So, guys, we know July 17th, is the deadline for teams to get long-term contract extensions with those players that have been tagged, those three running backs in the league. We'll use Saquon Barkley as that example, right, on that $10.1 million franchise tag looking for that long-term extension. Well, the Dalvin Cook side of this would be smart if they waited to see if those deals were to get done because that would sort of reset the market so you could see where Cook would fall. So, I was actually told they're going to be really patient over the next few weeks. There is no rush to get signed up with the team until they see where these other running backs fall. I, I think that's exactly right. Like, from a team perspective, it's all about patience. Because as long as Dalvin Cook understands pass protection by opening day, that's all your concern is. He's a great player. He's been in the league for a while. He's still in his prime at 27. So as long as I had enough time, at least 10 days, to get him ready 
to know the protections. Time is on my side from a club standpoint. And I'm sure he's saying, hey, I want to make as close to $10 million I was going to make this year. That's what I would have made with the Vikings. And if I'm a team... that Sean previously coached in Drew Brees, what was the one thing a Sean Payton offense likes? Getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly and to the back. So you have Russell Wilson coming off a, a tough year last year, held the ball way too long. You go and get a guy that you can get the ball to quickly, let him run out of the backfield. All those little things that Sean Payton likes to do in his offense, I think he would be a great fit. Not only that, the Denver Broncos could have a top five defense. So you add that with a good offense and a, a recharged Russell Wilson, a fitter, leaner Russell Wilson. Watch out. You know, for me, guys, I go with Carolina. You got a what looks like a real promising rookie quarterback in Bryce Young. What's his best friend? A great running game. You pair Dalvin Cook with Miles Sanders. Wow. That takes all the pressure off of Bryce Young. He could come along slowly. Dalvin Cook is prolific out of the backfield, average 7.6 yards per reception. So I think he fits Frank Wright's scheme really well. And that would be an unexpected opportunity to get a player of his caliber this late in the process. He has the second most yards from scrimmage in the entire league over the last oh. four years behind only Derrick Henry. So definitely can help somebody. We're going to move now to a developing story involving Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Diana, what can you tell us about this? Yeah, Tyreek Hill is currently under investigation by Miami Beach Police, and he's accused of assault and battery right now. This is still ongoing. When the Dolphins had to respond to these allegations, they just released a statement earlier today saying that they are aware of the situation and they are in, obviously, contact with the league. As for... Tyreek Hill and his agent Drew Rosenhaus. We have yet to hear from both of them, but if you follow them on Instagram, you saw over the weekend that they were together on a fishing boat where this alleged incident went down. So we'll see how this pans out, but for right now, this is still considered an ongoing investigation, Dan. More on that story as it develops. We are just getting started here today on NFL Live. When we come back, what should the Packers' expectations be with their new quarterback? Mink explains what Jordan Love needs to prove this upcoming season. Plus, Saquon Barkley and the Giants still not in agreement on a new contract. Mike T breaks down why the decision needs to be made quickly if New York wants to have a successful season. Don't stop the rock like tick-tock. Don't stop the clock to break the door till the early morning. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. 
With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The 77th annual NBA Draft is tomorrow night from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. The Spurs appear set to select Victor Wembanyama with the first pick. Hornets have the second pick, followed by the Portland Trailblazers at number three. It all starts at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Our coverage begins at 7.30 Eastern on ESPN right after SportsCenter. Time now to read and react, and we start in New Orleans, where Pro Bowl defensive end Cameron Jordan has high expectations for this season. Nobody ever has walked into a season and be like, ooh, I hope we win 10 games. No, I'm trying to win each and every game that we play. My expectation is to be 21-0, 22-0, whatever it takes to get to a Super Bowl. So if you say, what do I expect? I expect a Super Bowl. I expect to take Derek Carr, DC4, back to Vegas where, you know, he just left to have a return run at the Super Bowl. High-level expectations indeed. Mike Tannenbaum, are the Saints Super Bowl contenders with Derek Carr? Yeah, I don't know about Super Bowl contenders, Dan, but they have a chance to be really good. If Derek Carr just plays B, B plus, this team could win the division and make a meaningful playoff run. They were second on defense in passing yards allowed. They're very good in their secondary. And now with Michael Thomas back on offense with Derek Carr, they should be much improved this season. Let's stay in that same division and go to Carolina, where new wide receiver Adam Thielen joined the Rich Eisen Show to offer some high praise for rookie quarterback Bryce Young. First overall pick with all the hype and all that, you know that there's going to be a lot of potential. He's going to have a lot of talent. He surprised a lot of guys how prepared he was for the NFL game. Sometimes it's hard in those moments because you're in shorts and a t-shirt, right? So you don't want to get too excited about whether that's your team or individually. You don't want to get too excited in the summer because it's a different game when you put pads on. But at the same time, the way that he moves in the pocket, the way that he adjusts and can get the ball out on time and accurate, make adjustments and things like that, it's impressive. It gets you excited to get back working together. Diana, what more can you tell us about how Young has looked at off-season workouts? Look, when a player like Bryce Young goes number one overall, the expectations from the fans are he's going to be prepared, he's going to be good, and he's going to be out there. But the process this entire offseason hasn't been an automatic, you're the starter. They've been really patient with him and hoping every single week he would take another step to earn that spot with those starters. And by the end of OTAs, he was taking those first-team reps, and that's what he'll do as he enters training camp as the starting quarterback. To Green Bay, where Packers linebacker Preston Smith had this to say about the outlook for his team this year. He said, with so much talent on our defense, we know we have to step it up a lot. And knowing we have a young quarterback, we have to be tremendous this year. We have to make sure we step up and do our part to help Love get comfortable out there on the field, help him get the ball in great situations so he can go down the field and get his touchdowns and do his thing and gain his confidence throughout the season. So, Nico, how much pressure is on the Packers' defense to play well this season? A lot. about Jordan Love? There's a, there's a lot of pressure uh, on that defense and Joe Barry. So, you look at this defense, they have a ton of talent. 
So now with a young quarterback, if this defense doesn't put themselves in a top 15 middle of the road type defense, that every time the offense steps on the field, they feel like they have to score. So the defense has to hold up their end of the bargain. The defense is going to have to create turnovers and help this young quarterback start the season comfortable. Remember, it was three years ago the Packers traded up to take Love with the 26th overall pick, but Aaron Rodgers won a couple MVP awards, kept Love on the bench as the backup, and he has only made one start so far in his young career. Thrown just 83 passes since entering the NFL, which is the fifth fewest pass attempts by any first-round quarterback in his first three seasons in the common draft era that began in the late 60s. So, Diana, Rossini, what have you heard about how Jordan Love looks at Green Bay's offseason workouts? You know, Dan, anytime you have a conversation with anyone in Green Bay on the coaching staff, the players, even guys in the front office who've been around Jordan Love over the last few months specifically, they will all share the same thing, which is they've been so impressed with his preparation, his ability to step out on the field and take control and have the confidence in that spot. We're all the people on the outside saying he hasn't had a lot of opportunity out there. He hasn't played in a lot of games. But they say he's done such a good job of tuning that out and taking over the role as starting quarterback and approaching this training camp with a lot of poise. Yeah, I agree with Diana. I am very bullish on Jordan Love, and here's why. A decade ago, when we traded for Brett Favre with the Jets, it wasn't what they said. It was how they said about Aaron Rodgers. Here was a young quarterback drafted in the first round who sat for a couple of years and really had just as many attempts as Jordan Love did, as that graphic showed. And this is a very similar situation. And look, I'm not saying that Jordan Love is going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's sat for a couple of years now. I expect him to play really good football, and this is a really young team. They had a combined 48 starts with rookies last year, so they're only going to get better. And they, his background is remarkably similar to Aaron Rodgers, and he has all the physical attributes to be a very good starting quarterback in the league. I can see the headlines now. Mike Tannenbaum, colon, Jordan Love is the next Aaron Rodgers. That's exactly what I heard. I don't know about the rest of you. Hey, during this uh, slow period of the NFL offseason, the league is redoubling efforts to educate players on its gambling policy in the wake of a rash of recent violations. All rookies will now have to attend mandatory education sessions, and league officials will make in-person visits to go over key rules. Here's a look at... The NFL's six points of emphasis for the league's gambling policy. Uh, number one, don't bet on the NFL. Number two, don't gamble at your team facility while traveling for a road game. Staying at a team hotel. Don't have someone bet for you. Don't share team inside information. Don't enter a sports book during the NFL playing season. And don't play daily fantasy uh, football. Pretty much just, you know, don't bet, I think would be the safest way to go. We'll see how this works. Coming up on NFL Live, hear why one of Aaron Rodgers' new teammates is comparing A-Rod's arrival in New York to when the GOAT brought the Lombardi to Tampa Bay. Will the Jets see the same kind of results? Our panel digs in next. I've been vocal about how I feel. I want to show the Giants. Not the guy that they drafted is still here. Saquon bounces outside, shoots him in at the 40. Barkley's in for the touchdown. Saquon Barkley is going to get the franchise tag, and he's not going to be happy. Obviously, we know Saquon is not going to be here uh, based on his contract situation. He's been a very important part of what we've done. You know, I hope hope they can get something done. I would love to be a Giant for life. 
The Giants front office has a lot of work to do if they want to get a long-term deal done with Saquon Barkley before the July 17th death. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. as we get closer to the deadline could perhaps they meet halfway on this absolutely but for right now where it stands from what I'm being told the New York Giants aren't moving if I'm uh, the New York Giants I'm trying to get this deal done for a couple of reasons we saw Daniel Jones get up to 67 percent completion percentage a big reason for that was Saquon Barkley had 77 targets so it's not him as a running back it's him as a football player and I'm looking at guys like Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, roughly 12, 12 and a half a year. So, Diana, maybe $2 million more per year than where the tag is. Don't know if I get up to where Kamara and CMC is at 15 and 16 million here. But at 12, 12 and a half, I. Strongly consider as we get closer to the deadline. Vital part of their offense. He's also a, a big locker room leader for the yeah. Giants, right? How much does that yeah. play into this? Yeah, this is a difficult situation because of the fact when you have a leader on your team where a lot of the guys in that locker room respect Barkley and what he has given to this organization, it becomes a hard situation because as a player, you don't want to look at somebody else's business. And then you also want to hope that your team is trying to put your, your, you guys in a great position to win football games. So what's best for the team? I would say having Barkley is best for the team. It's, it's best for Daniel Jones. And I think back to when the Patriots had the Wes Welker contract issue. You know, they didn't sign Wes, and there was some back and forth there, and he eventually left, and it worked out. Julian was on the roster. 
So Tannenbaum knows that, he remembers that. comes to be an issue here because as a and if they bring him back if they're able to get this done before I answer that, not only could yeah. we not cover Julian Edelman or Wes Walker, we made Nico look like freaking Dick Buckus. So brings back a lot of scars. <laughs> anyway, it was good. I, I, the, the answer is yes to your question from a standpoint is I love Darren Waller. If Waller could stay healthy, mm. that helps Daniel Jones keep that completion percentage up, buy some time for the Jalen Hyatts of the world to develop. So absolutely, 17 games of Waller and Barkley, I'm buying the Giants. Saquon Barkley still not has not signed that franchise tender worth a little bit more than $10 million. Because of that, he's not taking if he doesn't sign that thing. From one New York team to another, the Jets wrapped up their offseason workouts with new quarterback Aaron Rodgers in attendance for all those sessions. A lot of hype surrounding the Jets after bringing in Rodgers, and some of that hype is inside their own locker room. Take a look at this. Jets safety Jordan Whitehead, who was on the Buccaneers from 2018 to 21 before coming over to New York. said this. A great defense the year before, and we just needed one piece that was missing. He's referring to Tom Brady. Uh, guys, it's kind of like deja vu for me. I let everyone know that we have to have the right group. So that's an interesting comparison. Let's dive into it. The 2019 Bucks versus last year's Jets. Each of them won seven games, but that 2019 Bucks team with Jameis Winston as the starter put up a ton of points, a lot more points than the Jets put up behind Zach Wilson uh, last year. Defenses do have some parallels, though. But they both finished in the top 10 in the league in defensive efficiency and yards per play in their respective seasons before adding a proven Super Bowl winning quarterback in that offseason. So the question around the Jets, Mike T, is were they Aaron Rodgers away from greatness? Do you believe that they are, with Aaron Rodgers, a Super Bowl contender like that the 2019 Bucks were once they added Tom Brady? No, and there's a big reason why, Dan. It's the offensive line. Don't leave the league because of their arm. They leave because of their legs. And I've been around guys like Vinny Testaverde and Brett Favre, Jay Cutler, amongst others. And when you look at that great Buccaneer offense, it was led by Donovan Smith and Ryan Jensen and Tristan Wirth up front to let Tom Brady go to work. And when you think about Aaron Rodgers, he struggles when pressured, like all quarterbacks do. And you look at left tackle, Mekhi Becton's playing one game in two years. Dwayne Brown's going to be 38. He only played 12 games. So if there's a vulnerability on this Jet offense dance right here, it's up front. There's too many questions in my mind for a guy in Aaron Rodgers who could still throw with the best of them, but clearly isn't as mobile. And that's where he struggled a year ago with pressure. So from a talent standpoint, Aaron Rodgers is what takes the Jets to the next level. We're talking about Super Bowls, playoff contenders now. which they've never had in the offseason, in OTAs, in minicamp, going into training camp. So, yes, 
They are a very talented roster. They have Aaron Rodgers as their starting quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback. How do they manage the expectations and how do they manage people talking about them being Super Bowl contenders when they really haven't done much? And, and you look at the Jets in the history of the Jets. They brought in Aaron Rodgers for a two year window to try and maximize what they have on their roster. It all everyone's starting at the same point right now. And now how can they get through 17 weeks and be better in the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers and not have all these distractions affect how they go out and perform. Diana, what do you got on Aaron Rodgers? I was just, I was just taking in all of Rob's <laughs> knowledge this year, this right there, you know. You know, I'm so glad Mike brought up the uh, offensive line because going back to March, before Aaron Rodgers became a New York Jet officially, you know what the offensive line room was doing? They were working on Aaron Rodgers' favorite protections, things he likes, things he's comfortable with, things that they had to learn to suit Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, that was led by Nathaniel Haggett. Obviously, it worked out for them because they were able to land now number eight. That being said, th that's just a small example of what has gone down in Florham Park at this facility. Everything has Aaron Rodgers' name on it. They're doing things that he wants to do, what he's comfortable doing, to make sure that they have the most success because they believe that he has that type of talent, that type of leadership, where they all want to follow suit because they believe that's the best way they can do it. That's going to be the best way that they can win some games. So the overall um, confidence they have as well headed into training camp since Aaron Rodgers has been there, and it really hasn't been that much, but he has had a gigantic impact on this organization already. Exciting times and big expectations uh, for the Jets in 2023. I want to share some sad news with you today. Former Steelers outside linebacker, At the age of 46, that's confirmed. Hagan spent eight seasons in Pittsburgh and started on the team that defeated the Seattle Seahawks to win. On Friday, we'll have the final bouts of the PFL regular season from Overtime Elite Arena in Atlanta with the welterweights and lightweights at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, right here on ESPN. ESPN Deportes and ESPN Plus. Coverage of the undercard begins at 5.30 Eastern on ESPN Plus in English, 6 Eastern in Spanish. To get ESPN Plus, go to ESPNPlus.com or download the ESPN app. All reports out of Denver Broncos camp are that Russell Wilson is looking slimmer this offseason. You say to yourself, well, how did he get slimmer? Well, here we have video, Rob Nikovich. Whoa, what do you think? That's impressive there. Look at that. Yeah. With some skiing, a little bit of oblique work, some single legs, 
whatever that you is. Ever, do you ever do this? This glide? Yeah, a little glide? bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been on one of these? Not holding a football. Not holding a football. But you play defense. Yeah. So, you know, I don't have to. You know, not not generally like holding a football. No, no, no. You're right? Just, you're so, trying to get on it, you know, scoop and score. Scoop and score. Scoop so and there score. Must be a, there must be a different machine yeah, they, for they, that. Yeah, you just roll the ball out and right. you go get it. That's All right. Anyway, the Broncos, right. they gave up a first-round pick to get uh, Sean Payton from the Saints to become their head coach. It's the, it's the fifth time in the common draft era where a first-round pick was exchanged for a head coach. And the previous four includes some pretty impressive names. Don Shula, Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, and John Gruden. Good news for Peyton is three of those four guys ended up winning a Super Bowl uh, with their new squad. Broncos safety Kareem Jackson had this to say about Peyton. He said, it's no disrespect to any of my other coaches. Peyton's attention to detail and the way he's teaching everybody, the younger guys might not understand it now. I know later on they will appreciate it. Some of the things that he's doing now I haven't experienced. I just wanted to be a part of something special. I would love to get a few extra dollars here and there, but I understand the group of guys we have and what we can do this year. So, Nick, you, you actually played under Sean Payton earlier in your career. Mm -hmm. What can you tell us about what he brings as a head coach? Toughness. I mean, Sean is, is a very tough coach. He, he's not a player's coach now. He's going to make sure that, that he comes in. He's very stern, gets his point across. And I would say that this training camp, I know the rules are different now than what they used to be in 2006 when I was with the Saints. But he's going to make sure that he builds a roster based on toughness and smart football players who make the right decisions when things aren't easy. So. Sean is very smart. He understands everything about the offense. He's going to make sure that Russell Wilson gets the ball in and out of his hands, and he's not going to hold on to the football. I, I think a sneaky big move that the, the Broncos made this year um, was hiring Zach Streif as their offensive line coach. Hmm. I think that's going to help. They really needed to address that area. So Sean is a terrific coach, and he's from the, the Parcells coaching tree, so he's definitely tough. Yeah, I think he also brings immense credibility. If he would retire today, it already was a good hire for the Denver Broncos. That's how far back they were. Their offense was moribund. And just from getting the players back, like Garrett Bowles, Devontae Williams, drafting someone like Marvin Mims, this offense is going to be dramatically better, even if Russell Wilson is just average, let alone if he plays good. So there's a tremendous intangible when someone like Sean Payton's stature comes into the organization. Nico played for him. He talked about it. But the credibility is such a force multiplier. Like Kareem Jackson said, players are going to want to go there. Guys, I have no idea what the identity of the Denver Broncos was last year. And not being funny, I really don't even know what they were. But I can tell you that this upcoming season, there's not going to be any question marks about what the Denver Broncos will be. And look, they may not be going all the way to the Super Bowl, but we're going to see every Sunday a team that's going to go out there and they're going to play hard. They're going to play smart. They're going to be fast on offense. And the details, you always hear us talk about that on the show. This guy's so good at the details. And the best example I can give of Sean Payton paying attention to the details, details that I don't necessarily always understand or think matter. But I remember covering the New Orleans Saints, and on a Saturday afternoon, I was over at the facility, and I was supposed to meet with Coach to have a meeting, and his assistant told me that he was meeting with someone else at the time, going over the entertainment system at the Superdome for the game. He was so specific about the kind of smoke 
they were going to use when they ran out onto the field and what music was going to be played. I don't know any other head coach in the NFL who cared so much about every specific detail that went into game day and went into practice. And it's kind of a funny story to tell, but the truth is that's just the way he operates. He wants control over everything, and he is in full control in Denver. You know, it's amazing. All the stuff we've talked about all offseason about how things could be different in Denver, nobody's brought up the smoke machines uh, or the music. So maybe, <laughs> maybe it's all going to be overhauled. Uh, under Peyton in his first year with the Broncos that got us thinking hey who are some of the other newcomers we're most excited to watch this season Rob Nikovich start with you I'm gonna go with Bryce Young all the reports and all the pictures of him getting under center and is he is he too small is he big enough can he excel like he did in college well we're gonna find out pretty shortly if he's gonna be able to go out there and be a game changer that everyone in Carolina thinks he possibly can be yeah for me it's Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Indianapolis Colts. We haven't seen a player come into the league, Dan, of his stature physically and athletically. He can throw it. He can run it. And working with Shane Steichen, I think it's going to be so exciting. I don't know if it's going to be day one, day eight, week one, week eight. But, boy, he is an exciting player with an incredible uh, ceiling. You know, Mike, I'm on the Detroit train lately, and mostly because of this running back. Jameer Gibbs. Everything I've been hearing about him, first of all, just his physical makeup. He told DetroitLions.com that if he wasn't playing football, he'd be playing in the UFC. But in terms of his route running, he looks so fluid. All this looks so natural to him that I can't wait to just see what he's able to do on this offense. A lot of exciting rookies uh, coming into the league this year, and that is just three of them. We come back on NFL Live. Adam Schechter. Nick will tell you why he believes Brock Purdy still needs to be the guy. Next on NFL Live. Miko Hartman signed with the Jets this offseason. He's really into it. Take a look at this chain. Wow. I think. I mean, this looks like some of the Star Wars toys I had when I was a kid, like hanging around. First of all, that impresses me more than any Aaron Rodgers tour of New York or New Jersey or Taylor Swift concert. I mean, that is commitment. It's easy to show up to MetLife and sing to a good old uh, 22 song. That shows I'm trying to win this thing. And look, he just got a ring from Kansas City at the Super Bowl ring ceremony last week. So this guy's just got all the bling and shown it off. Yeah, big week for Miko Hardman and Diamonds. Clearly, that's the biggest story in the league right now. But, Diana, there's some other top stories we want you to take us through, starting with the latest on DeAndre Hopkins. All right, so DeAndre Hopkins, we know, took a visit with the Tennessee Titans for a few days, and he flew up north to spend some time with the New England Patriots and his former head coach, Bill O'Brien, who's the offensive coordinator there. And I was told for those, from those who people or people that are close to the situation that Hopkins is going to take some time to make his decision. He's going to go over some of those initial offers and take some time here to decide where he wants to wind up here come training camp. And Dalvin Cook is obviously another big name. He went on the Adam Schefter podcast and said, man, wouldn't it be epic if him and DeAndre Hopkins, the guy we were just talking about, wound up on the same team and look, that's going to be a tough move to make to get both two high-paid vet to get two veterans that are asking for a lot of money on the same team. 
But the teams that are interested in Dalvin Cook, the Miami Dolphins, as well as the New York Jets are doing some homework on it. And Chris Jones, we just talked about that Kansas City Super Bowl ring ceremony. Well, last week when I was there, I spoke with GM Brett Veach about the Jones situation, and I really got the sense from our conversation that they feel like they're going to be able to get this done. Andy Reid said they had contact with him despite the fact that he wasn't there for mandatory OTAs, and he told Chris Jones, show up in shape. Yeah, Chris Jones, probably nothing to worry about. Still looking for a contract extension, but that should come in at a pretty good number when all is said and done. Hey, you know the old expression, if you, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one? Well, what if you have three quarterbacks? That's the situation the 49ers are currently dealing with. Adam Schefter continues our series on the biggest questions of the NFL offseason. Here he is on what the Niners' options are with their signal callers. Welcome to San Francisco, where quarterbacks Trey Lance and Sam Darnold each were the third overall picks of their draft and each will be hard-pressed to unseat Brock Purdy, the last player picked in his draft, who became the first ever Mr. Irrelevant to complete an NFL pass in a game. Throws on the run, wide open, touchdown! Whether Lance or Darnold starts the 49ers opening day game at Pittsburgh versus the Steelers, is largely dependent on whether Purdy will be sufficiently recovered from the ulnar collateral ligament tear he suffered on San Francisco's opening drive during its NFC Championship game loss to the Eagles. 